Hello everyone and welcome back to Experience Point Starfinder, your favorite all-queer cast Starfinder podcast. I'm Steph, your resident chief medical mystic, and as always we would be grateful if you would take the time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us and it helps new listeners to find us. We hope you're as excited about our show as we are and will continue to recommend us to your friends, community, and just about anyone. Coming soon, we're getting a Patreon. If you'd like to support us and help ensure we're able to continue creating podcasts that showcase inclusive stories, we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. We've got some great rewards planned and we can't wait to share them with you. Keep an eye on our Twitter for more information. This week's promo swap is with some friends who have a podcast that is not a TTRPG. More Please is a podcast featuring sisters with the gift of gab and talking about any topic in an entertainment relatable, and lively manner. Stay tuned after the episode to learn more about them. This week on Experience Points, our crew returns to the City of Timeless to a few surprises. I'd love to tell you more, but you'll just have to listen. You won't believe what's about to happen in episode 35, The Timeless Battle. And welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite real play Starfinder podcast. I'm your host and GM Miu, and as always, joining me today is our fabulous cast. Good morning. I'm Kelric. I play Angus. It is not morning here, so good afternoon. <laughs> I'm Brett. I play Mordax. Howdy, whenever time you're listening to this. My name's Kenny. And I play Absco Cash. Hi, I'm Steph, and I play Eos Nabari. I believe Eos has a uh, recap of our last session together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Chief Medical Officer's Log. We journeyed through Eve and Redacted past. Whether we actually went back in time or it was simply an elaborate hologram, I'm not sure. Eve restored redacted and we witnessed her first miracle we got to see when she and redacted first met and bore witness to their battle at timeless redacted showed up after redacted or whatever it's called they were kind enough to return us to timeless right before they redacted why is it always the religious ones Oh, I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. All right. Fantastic now, military speak. All right. So where you last left off, exactly, uh, you had indeed teleported back out of the past and wherever you were and into the server room or the uh, the terminal room. And you were greeted by a familiar sight. Well, I guess only familiar because of recent events, but a glowing silver kobold that you recognized as Micmac, who greeted you and then drew his sword and wishes to know, why do you seek the key? Eos is just going to very calmly hold up her hands, kind of universal surrender symbol, and say, we don't. We want to know about it because 18 wanted it. 18 went through a lot of trouble to hurt, and she's going to kind of thumb a finger over towards Absco and Angus to hurt two members of my crew. We wanted information. Really, we just want to keep it from 18. 
And how do I know that this is not all some ruse? May Abadar make me bankrupt. He Avatar. <laughs> the only reason we're having this conversation is I figured out how to work this terminal and contacted Eve because I had faith in reaching out to her and asking the question as to why the fuck 18 wants this thing and what happened between them. And she answered, if you are that devoted to her, as well as the fact that she restored my sight, that should be enough for you. Micmac. Seems to ponder the statement for a moment. You see him, eyebrows waggle and his head nods, but then they, they furrow together and he, he just kind of sits there for a minute, obviously having some internal conversation before he just sheathes his sword and smiles and says, well, I suppose you are chosen of Eve as I once was. So why are you here? You have learned what you, what you came to learn. What will you do with the information? Rex is just really confused. I think that she's like standing behind Eos, kind of like poking out behind her leg. Uh, yeah, you have a, a silver scaled kobold, which honestly looks like a little tiny dragon with without wings, like a little small dragon about as big as Mordax. It's only about as big. He's only about your size, but he's got these silver scales and, and these uh, all, all of the ridges are crusted with ice and he his sword was glowing with blue radiance and ice uh, and, and snow was just kind of swirling off of it. And he has this constant swirl of snow and shines in a silvery light. All of this connection to past the gap, all of it is a bit much. I, I don't know what we would do with the adventure hook once we had it or the key whatever it is but i definitely do not want it in the hands of solomon honestly after finding out that the key is used to open up a cage to some universe devouring entity i don't really want the key to exist i don't think it's necessary no one needs to have that kind of power that thing needs to stay caged up so if there's a way to destroy the key without letting that thing out that's what i'd like to do that sounds fair. Thoughts? I mean, I'm for it. Honestly, I just want to see 18 to grass. I'm over it. Rip out their central processing unit and crush it into dust. I think they that's all die? they ever really wanted. Well, <laughs> Mordax, what are your ask thoughts? Ask and you shall receive. Um, Mordax like, looked like she was about to say something, and then as soon as Eo started talking about like breaking a robot, her eyes just get real wide. Like, well, I'll... I'll I'll help break the key. Um, yeah. Yeah, because 18 is more than a robot. They're an android, so they're a sentient being. And that does, it does lead to some questions about how 18 has survived this long. Like, most androids I, I know of aren't that old, especially for a prototype. That's, that's really odd. Well, I mean, I didn't really get to look at it that long, but I mean, obviously there were a lot of upgrades that happened and I would uh, that'd be so fascinated to see exactly how that, yeah, that there's a lot of technology there that I don't quite understand, but I want to know. Mac snorts a little bit and he says, why do you think they started making androids with inferior biological parts? Mac, so are you saying that the key is here? Well, no, but there is perhaps the means of creating another key. Does 18 know about this? <laughs> oh, of course 18 knows it is here, but it is well protected by uh, Eve's divine servants. Hmm. We they have set up an anti-technology field around here. Right. Well, 
since we are here, we should probably find this thing, whatever it might end up being, and put an end to it. Agreed. Aye. The last thing we need is more than one of these stupid keys running around. Are you up for that, Mordax? Yeah. Micmac says, very well. I shall lead you then to the foundry. And he heads off down the hall that you entered to come to the Hall of Records. Question. Does Eos, are your eyes still working since coming out of the hologram? Or are you blind again? I think, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Miu, you had mentioned when we popped back into Timeless that her augments are still online. I don't know yes. if they're like fully online or just whatever Eve did. No, they are They are fully online. So Silverblade In is fact, back online as well. Oh, yes, yeah, Silverblade's 100% back online. Oh. oh, I was not. I didn't. I was not aware of that. I would have. Yeah. So hey, yeah, all of your technology. I, I I did say all of your technology seems to be working. In fact, your communicator beeps. Beep 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 beep. And Micmac freezes. Mm -hmm. It seems you have an incoming call from the Roseate. I'll answer it. Go ahead. You hear a bit of a, a hubbub in the back as it is a Aaron Aronson saying, Captain, uh, we have some law enforcement that's demanding entry to our ship. Orders. Why do they want entrance to the ship? What's going on? Details, quickly. Uh, it begins breaking up. We have the, the Hell Knight. And then everything shuts down. Oh, you want to know what a Hell Knight is? Roll a culture check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 21. On it. Yes, I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Absco does win with 21. Congratulations, you have Thank one Starfinder. Yes. <laughs> win the game. We have a winner. It all came down to this one knowledge culture check. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> okay. Morning. You know that the Hell Knights, all of you rolled high enough to know who the Hell Knights are. The Hell Knights are like the galactic law enforcement. Oh. Okay. Okay. Absco, you know that they're not just like galactic law enforcement. They're sort of a, a religious organization that is uh, brought in when people break the law to, to capture them. So, so it is law enforcement, but they believe in law and order above all else. Just law and order. That is it. That is what they are dedicated to. The law is the law, and that is all that matters. Okay. Think have we, have we broken any laws? The law is the law. Have we broken any laws uh, recently? Uh, <laughs> I mean, debatable. Ew. I mean, we haven't killed anyone since you two joined us. <laughs> <laughs> we we were on the sun when that terrorist attack happened, and we really did leave in a hurry. We made sure to leave evidence of everyone who is responsible in two different locations. Both with Fuego and with the Anasite priests. So we have plenty of documentation to prove that that was not us. We were helpers. <laughs> well, okay. So we need an answer for Aronson. And I, I convey this to you all about, you know, they, they do not rest if there is something that they feel is unright, unjust, or unlawful, I should say. Is Aronson still available to be reached? Your message may get through, hopefully, if you can right. figure out the damn interference. 
Would you like to roll an engineering check to see if you can overcome whatever is interfering with your comms? Yes. Do you want to as well, Britt? Well, how's that 28 going to do you? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if you needed me to roll to help, but I think you got it. Mordax, you see the look in everyone's eyes as they realize the comms are, are being interfered with, and you listen and you catch, you, you recognize that interference pattern with that engineering check of 28 as a jamming pattern, a fairly short range jamming pattern. Oh. And so, but you know that pattern very well. And so you get, you just reach down to your little hacking device and you, you hit a couple of buttons, just beep, 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 beep. And all of a sudden it springs to life and you can hear raised voices in the background of this open comm. Uh, and, and you hear Aronson saying, I don't give a damn who you are. We're not letting you on this ship. Not unless the captain says so. Go, Aronson. He's going to get a letter of commendation. That's right. <laughs> you definitely a drink commendation. <laughs> and a raise. I, I don't want Aronson drinking. <laughs> Aronson, hold them off as long as you can. We'll get back as soon as we can. Tell them that once we are back at the ship, then we, we will entertain the idea of letting them on board. You hear Aronson, his, his frantic voice, as he is obviously slammed on, on the send for the comm and he says captain there's a group moving towards you everything shut up is 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 down now on their end um having seen mordax get to work mordax can you pinpoint where the jamming was coming from can you give us a, a direction that they're going to be yeah i'll give it a shot okay give me perception checks real quick everyone Ooh, i'll take a 27 I'll take Angus. a 22. Angus, as, as you, uh, yeah, Mordax with, with your 12, you are absolutely focused on what's going on with the, with this signal. You're trying desperately to overcome the signal, um, the, the, the jamming, but Angus, you're, you're the first one to catch it. And then Absco and Eos, you see Angus looking at Micmec, who is just staring jaw dropped at you all. He says, how, how are you? And then he gets this look in his eyes and he pulls his sword and he says, Come, we must go, quickly. Everybody up, let's go. And we'll take off after him, but I am immediately photon attuning if we're going into combat. <laughs> it would definitely feel like that is a trigger. You know what? I will definitely give you your, uh, your attune to the photon level one. For Sounds good. When you start combat, I will give you that. Yeah, I feel like if, if that's cool, then I would also have put up my, my shield. Oh, absolutely, 100%. You, if you feel like you get from his reaction that he feels that something big is happening and he has drawn his sword, you have every reason to do whatever buffs you would you would prepare for Cool. with uh, the potential upcoming conflict. You have enough information that you may be entering <laughs> a conflict that I think you're smart enough to be like, I might put my shield up. Yeah. Absco has a pistol out. Absco, now's the time to break in that laser <laughs> of yours. <laughs> the what? <laughs> That laser dancing ribbon thing that we went to so much trouble to get for you. <laughs> oh, it was really pretty. That's in that's in my quarters. It's on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Uh Mick charges his way down uh into the break room that you originally entered into, where the breach in the wall is. And as you come down this hallway, as you get closer, you begin to hear 
my, like explosions and the obvious sounds of battle happening uh, from outside of the spire. And in fact, as you enter the break room, you realize that there, there is the sounds of battle quite close to you, maybe about a block away. Hmm. Uh, you hear you hear discharging laser fire and and spells going off, and uh, the the sounds of metal smashing into the ground. Well, run right towards it. Yeah. All right. Y'all take off. I feel like you'd be responsible for it. Battle. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I just want you to tell me. And just pick as a group. Are you approaching this intersection from the north, east, west, or south? Wow. West. You're approaching from the west. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. I love when we're in sync like that. <laughs> as you are running down the street, you can hear the sound of battle. And as a matter of fact, as you get close to this uh, this intersection, just a just a T in the road. You see one of the guardians of Timeless go flying across the intersection and land in a heap, just the smoking heap. Whoa. As around the corner steps a group of Hell Knights. Four Hell Knights have stepped uh, around, and you realize that that shimmering kind of field over the city is completely gone. Obstacle. Out of curiosity, do you know who funds the Hell, the hell Knights? Uh, as far as I know, they're not so much funded as they are a religion. People who believe in the law, and only the law, tend to join up. And they're, in, in their fervor, they just follow whatever they feel they need to. Yes, it looked do like you had great. something to throw in there. <laughs> Some knowledge you have. I, I will fully allow player knowledge if you have it. <laughs> By the way, I was kind of just making it up because I feel like it'd be good flavor. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, from what I was reading when I was working on part of Eos's backstory, that's exactly what these motherfuckers are like. Um, shit. Me, do you loosely remember the name? Associated, <laughs> loosely associated with the Church of Abaddon. That's what I thought. Oh, of course. Okay. And as they, as they, as you come into, into view of each other, they stop and you can see the, there's two of them that, that seem to be of higher rank with two that are wearing, uh, you know, sort of lesser armor seem to be more of like apprentices kind of thing. But they they wear this this black armor with little glowing spots in it and and these big spikes coming off of it. This, this sort of uh, chitinous plate covers them, and their faces are almost completely covered, so you can't see them. And as they stop, they you see one of them, who seems to be the commander, step forward and says, "Crew of the ASS Roseate." As a Sorry. question. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Crew of the ASS Rosiette. <laughs> oh, excuse us. We thought there was something more. <laughs> I'm the captain. This is my crew. 
What do you want? You are hereby under arrest. Lay down your arms and surrender On and you will ground? not be harmed. Aye, what she said, under what grounds? For violation of Galaxy Code 3175C, general causing of mayhem and disorder, and for various murders, including that of an android named Gideon on Andoran's stand. I do not accept your authority. And do we roll initiative? Because I just want to... Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Roll inish. They're, they're ready. They weren't expecting you to surrender either, so every one of them is just Ooh. as ready for you. As a matter of fact, I think they were hoping you wouldn't surrender. Wow. Okay. Really low initiatives, except for Mordax. Mordax, you are right up there. Mordax is on it. Thank goodness. We begin round one. Fight. <laughs> round one. Fight. Mordax. Mordax and Silverblade. Uh, you may readjust your positioning on the map if you would like. I just randomly put you on there. So if you would have a different order when you approach this intersection, please. Uh, yeah, I feel make like I would have been now. Bus. Uh, like I would have been more close to Silverblade, so I'm going to scoot. And I think, and to let you know, the ones better. labeled Armager are the ones that look like apprentices compared to the Commander and Signifier. Uh, the Commander, you can tell by looking at them, because now you are fairly seasoned adventurers. You can tell, get a get a feel by looking at people. Mm -hmm. uh, the Commander is definitely more martially decked out as opposed to the Signifier, which seems to be probably some sort of caster. Okay. And is is the setting we're looking at, honestly, this open with no walls or anything around us? It's just an open road sort of field space. You're you're in you're in ruins. Uh so this would be an open road here. Um you can assume that there's a, a fair bit of, of rubble around. So if you if you decide you want to go somewhere for cover, there's like a th 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 there's a chance you there yeah, you can probably find cover around here. Um, so let's say I'm going to draw a few things here. Cool. Uh, these will provide half cover. The ones on the road will provide little half cover. Uh, and then the ones up here, this will provide like full cover. If they are half cover, does that mean they are like difficult terrain to get over? Yes. Yes, to get over. So there you go. There, there's some general just like rubble lines you can use cool. for, for cover stuff to, to draw lines through if you can see them. Gravity is normal here, right? Yes, gravity is normal. Okay. All right. So we're, we're in this. Everyone's moved. We're all good. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. And so we begin round one, fight. All right. Mordax is going to forego a move action so that Silverblade can have a move action and a standard action and just because she is very excited to get her techie gun back, just line up and shoot the commander. Just boom. Very excited to shoot that gun again. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mordax, as you begin interacting with Silverblade, you realize that he seems a, a little quicker. The, the command interface seems to be quicker. He seems a, a little more agile. Um, nice. While he has Bra on board, I'm going to give Silverblade a plus two to all mental stats nice nice well this is for shooting was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hard 11 who was he of course <laughs> uh who is mordak shooting at the commander 
uh, toward the commander. Yeah. That is a miss as Mordax tries to kind of fire over the, the chunk of rubble lying in front of you. Wait, an 11 doesn't hit their AC? Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> the shock. That is going to be it for Mordax because there's not enough tech around to do any cool hacky distraction stuff. So that's it for Mordax. I'm curious, is there any tech on these Hell Knights that we can see? Give me perception checks. Uh, let's see what you can grab as far as any notable items that they might have on them. That, yeah. Okay. Fourteen's not going to cut it. Well. Absco, did you roll? I did not. Hold on. Speed to 22. 20, I did not. Okay. Okay. So we have a couple of 22s, a 14 and a 20. So, yeah, you can see that uh, they have various grenades on them. In fact, one of them, uh, his weapon seems to be glowing with a... uh, a kind of black light that you recognize, and and there's a, a sort of black crystal in there in in his uh, blade. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell that they have some tech on them. Their ranged attack here. Yeah, you can see like a zero pistol, some laser pistols. One of them has a rifle, or a couple of them have rifles. So yeah, and they are not uh, analog weapons. So yes, they do have tech on them. Is that anything you can do anything with? Um, yeah, actually, I think that's probably a good idea. I was very excited to use the getting to sacrifice my action for... Oh, no, but I, I shot, so that was my standard action. Oh, so. okay. Yes. Maybe. Yes, you did take a shot for your cool. standard yeah. action, and so Silverblade has a move and a standard. Yeah. Cool. It was a good thought, though. All right, so Silverblade is going to get over as close as he can. Um... Do you think it's like a vault over that rubble sort of thing, or do I have to go around it? Uh, I can give him an athletics or equivalent. Mm-hmm. What did it? What do they? What do we have now? Athletics is it? You think I'd have? Yeah, athletics. Yeah, he can make an athletics check to to vault over it, or an acrobatics check if he wants to do it dexterously mm-hmm. versus uh, I think strength athletics like is more, vault. More silver blades uh, jam. So all right. So Silverblade's going to run two spaces and then try to vault over the partial cover with a 20. With a 20? Yeah, I'll let him uh, get the vault on that. Say say five feet for every five he got. So that puts him on the other side of the rubble. And then that'll put me continuing to run that much for my movement turn. But I think that probably because I can't swing at anything, I'm gonna keep on going and use a second movement to get all the way up, charging at this here commander. Okay, so So Silverblade goes flying forward, leaping over the rubble, just just vaulting as you see him plant his sword on the top of the rubble and like heave himself just physically over this thing, over this pile of rubble and land on the other side with a big thud and just keep charging forward. Uh, with his sword raised. I'm so excited to be back in combat. (laughs) All right. So let's see. The signifier here is going to... Doesn't really have much good. So signifier is going to move first. Just kind of over behind this rubble, taking a little bit of cover from from y'all. And is actually going to... Oh, yeah, that's what they'll do. Can I get a will save from Mordax, please? Ooh. 18. 
would be and just barely success. enough. <laughs> just barely enough as Ooh. you feel this magic sort of try to take over your mind and stiffen up your joints and keep you from being able to move hmm. before you're able to shake it off. And, and and your force of will, like just with this great big, you just, your mind goes, no. And it and it dissipates from you. That's Pure Mordex fuck you energy. Well, <laughs> I think it's because Mordex's been exposed to Eos just going into their head randomly and saying, oh, right, consent is important. Mordex is like, I know this, get out. <laughs> <laughs> what time? Mordex is just, no means no. <laughs> <laughs> what time? Okay. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Angus. All right, so Angus, how tall is this rubble that we're talking about here um, in front of this signifier who just tried to magic Mordax? Uh, all these rubble things, you can see over them, they're, they're half cover, so consider them to be about three feet tall. All right. Piles of rubble. So here's the thing. Second level photon attunement. And I have this okay. thing called Gravity Boost. Okay. Gravity Boost allows me to affect the gravitational attraction between myself and the terrain around me. Okay. So I want a superhero slash matrix this shit. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay. They are uh, well within the noir gore distance where I can get the charge and the charge is free movement through terrain because I'm a noir. And I would like to run, get a running start, use the first rubble wall to get a good leap, and then come crashing down in between the signifier and the armager on the south side of this combat. So okay, straight so line. between between the mage and their apprentice. Right. So you want to go running forward, like use your gravity boost to mm -hmm. decrease gravity as you jump. Yeah. Basically, and then come land. Okay. Yes. I will give you. I will give you the athletics check for that. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Or right. acrobatics, your choice. All right. So for me, it's gonna uh, with with the boost from the gravity. Uh, give yourself a. It's a plus one to athletics, right? Uh, in this case, it's a plus two because it's one third of my Solarian level. There you go. And since I'm attuned, that bonus is doubled, so it becomes a plus four. So Done. I'll put that in the modifier and I will roll my athletics. And it's a good thing I had that modifier of plus 13 because I rolled a one, which makes it a 14. It is. <laughs> so here's what happens. You, you rolled a natural one for a 14. I did. <laughs> which is one less than the DC to her to her to lease. So okay. here's what happens. Here's what happens. You're going to accomplish your goal, sort of. Sort of is good. Angus goes running forward. You, you jump on top of the rubble and you crouch down and then you lift off. The problem is you went a little too high. Okay. So instead of landing, so so you get up in the air and you realize this is not how high you wanted to go. Mhm. Mm so, you will land. Did you want to land in front of them or behind them? Which one were you aiming for? In front of them in this square okay. right between the rubble, the signifier and the armature so, to the south. There. That's the one you were aiming for? That is exactly okay. what I was aiming for. You are going to end up, you're going to end up here. Okay. Uh, you, you overshot them and you're going to take 1d6 falling damage. 
because you hit the ground a little too hard. Well, luckily, uh, with because my you went a little too boost, high. I take half of whatever you roll. Because okay, well, you falling. you end up taking one grab uh, one damage. Okay. So stub my little hoof. No. Yeah, you you just you you just you hit the ground and you know you're going to feel that in your knees in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's just enough to knock one stamina point off of you. Like, ow, I'm going to feel that in the morning. Okay, excellent, Eos. So was that my movement and my action? Is that considered? I guess since it was a gore, it's uh, action then. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, and, uh, oh, hold on, because you were, yeah, you were attempting a gore. That's a full round action. Okay. Do you have any melee that could reach them from where you're at? Anything with reach? No, I have nothing like that. I have a, I think I have a, I have a zero pistol. Sorry. Zero pistol frostbite that I could use. Okay. Eos, I may have jumped to you too quick, because I think I, I, I missed a little bit here with Angus. Um, here we go. I can either take a movement or well, whatever you took you a full round action to charge. So here's mm -hmm. here's what I'll do for you. A 50-50 shot on whether you get an attack on them in, in your landing here. Okay. Do you want high or low? High. 62. Nice. Somehow you managed as you're coming down to, to uh, land in such a way that you kicked a nice clod of something. Or maybe you... <laughs> how did you do it? How did you accomplish, like, even landing that far off off base, how did you accomplish this attack on them? I like the idea of all of that momentum and coming down at the ground and sort of stumbling to where it's almost like you're mule kicking and you just use your hands to stop that momentum as you're falling and push back up, but you kick back with one of your legs and having that okay. being a piece of rubble at one of them. Okay. All right, cool. So in your gravity boost, like when you did your gravity boost, a bunch of the rubble came down with you. So okay. we'll make this... Cool. A bunch of the rubble came down with, went up with you and came down with you as gravity reasserted itself. And you landed, yes, you landed, stumbled, hit your hands, and then mule kicked a piece of the rubble that was falling behind you at this guy. So okay. it's still, you still looked really cool. <laughs> That's important. Go ahead and make a ranged, just a ranged attack at either the signifier or the armature. Your choice. It's definitely the signifier. And that's a 23. A 23 at the signifier, that is going to hit. Oh, cool. Yes. And so for an improvised piece of rubble, I will, the way you kicked it, I'm going to have you roll 1d6 plus your strength modifier for damage. That's a nine. Okay, you got a solid hit. Was that at the, that was at the signifier, yes? Yes. Okay. So yeah, you, oh man, you pop them in the face with this uh, chunk of rock and they, they, take a hard hit it definitely hurt you can Good. definitely see you cause some some wounds there now eos nabari angus you're fucking up my ideas <laughs> okay so i'm gonna pitch this out there to the group so that maybe we can work together if me who will let me do try this or at least maybe angus can can because he is stronger than eos it, are there any walls we can knock over and flatten these motherfuckers with Nothing large enough. Nothing large enough to lay yeah. across the whole street nearby Nearby enough. No, nothing that you can just knock down. Not and... even just two of them? <laughs> Not even just the two of them by Angus? No. Okay. With no, we shall, we shall let the RNG gods oh. decide if, there, if you see anything <laughs> that you think you could do. What skill would you be using? Is this just looking um, for like a physical knock something down or do you have like a telekinesis kind of thing that you're using? What are you intending to I do? Have... 
I was going to use Psychokinetic Hand, which I won't use because Angus is there, and I can't do it with the other two because Silverblade is there. So what so, I would probably do in oh, what, what, what Psychokinetic Hand? Crush the Droll what, what or the Solarian. Mm, mm, gotcha. I'm confused. So what were you trying to knock over that would hit me? Because I'm... 10 feet away from the from a wall in front of the two of the ones that I'm fighting. A wall. Yep. She's looking for, for yes. a, a, a big enough, they're, they're looking for a big enough piece of, of rubble basically to knock over and crush people. Okay. Whether it's a wall or not, just and something would to knock you. over and crush people. So let me look at your psycho. And, and it would hit you hand. dead bang because you're right in front of them between them and Are you talking about this one like... that's, okay. I see the one you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. And I okay, was like, so okay, psycho I could do hand. Oh, Silverblade's over there, so I, new I will idea. let you know. Keep in mind, like how beefy Silverblade is, and that he can take some damage from from allies. Right, yep. but if it's big enough to take them out, it may do some heavy damage to Silverblade. And okay. Eos is not going to risk that. Eos, roll me a perception check. I will also let you know that your your psychokinetic hand can is only strong enough to move an object of one bulk or less, which would be like most armor, like even light armor is like one bulk. So 21. Um, 21 perception. You see a couple of sizable chunks of rubble that you could potentially use if you could find a way to move them. Uh, but you know that your psychokinetic hand is not strong enough to do so. Okay. But I could literally like move over to it and chuck it at him. With some strength checks and, and ranged, uh, like, thrown attack checks, yes. There are bits of rubble that you could use as improvised weapons. Eos, okay. everyone split up. They have grenades. Or Wonderful. Us, or whatever. <laughs> Just a... <laughs> Just a thought. Just a thought. Okay. New plan, temporarily. <laughs> I am going to move over here. And okay, so I am going to, to the use rubble Mind Thrust. I move up to the rubble, and I'm going to use Mind Thrust on the Mystic. Okay. And... So at the Hell Knight signifier, you attempt to crush his mind. Yes. With the power of God. Let <laughs> <laughs> drop. Yep. 29 to save? Holy smokes. Yes. 4d10, geez. So 23 at the signifier. They took half, they took 11, but you, as as they turn and, and they get hit in the face watching uh, Angus drop, you reach in and you crush their mind. Like you reach out. What does it look like when you use your mind crushing ability? I see it. Gonna continue with the fire imagery because why not? Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like a firebolt going out from either her hand or her eyes, probably in this case her hand, and smacking him in the head. So you get, y'all see Eos go running up to this rubble, kind of get behind it, and then come across and point at this uh, Hell Knight, at the signifier, and this beam of like fire comes jetting out of her fingers and smacks the signifier in the head, and you see the signifier kind of seize before it just crumples to the ground. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, this armager over here. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, oh, shit is right. I was not expecting that. Okay. <laughs> you were me. Oh. Five. That ten. is one effective that is mystic. Why I, that is why I took mind thrust. <laughs> that spell is super OP. It's amazing. 
Hey, okay. I needed at least one spell that would actually do some fucking damage. Hell yeah. Okay. So the 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 apprentice, you, you see the commander catch that like he kind of <gasps> when that happens and he looks over and it seems as though they had some sort of bond between them. Oh. And they fuck up his shit too. And <laughs> and he and he turns he he turns his head and looks back at the apprentice. He's like, "Get back. They're stronger than we thought." And the uh the apprentice goes back inside this kind of ruined building and gets up against the wall. That's why I have him on the line. He's up against the wall inside this this chunk of rubble. And he's going to try taking a shot. He's got a shot at Silverblade. 32 will hit. Woo! The guy that's um, like directly right beside Oh, him. hold on, hold on. In all fairness, I have to be, because that would be minus three. Because <laughs> I the, the melee, so a th- twenty-nine, I, I assume, still hits. <laughs> Doing thirteen damage as this uh, gun opens up and and these these sonic waves come out of the end and smack into uh, into Bra Blade over here. Yeah. Uh, the Hell Knight Commander. Ah. Yep going to use his well you see the this this dark aura around him and in fact angus you recognize him as a solarian mm. and he's graviton attuning okay and he's using his solarian weapon at bra blade a 25 will in fact hit as he just he opens up on bra blade um, and in fact, he's going to take a second attack then. Oh my gosh. At a minus five for a second attack, as he's going to attempt to strike Brawblade again, which a 27 will do. Dang. And he has wrecked Brawblade. And then he looks up and he locks eyes with you, Eos. Absco. <laughs> Do you have a Kenny? You're on mute, dear. <clears throat> so as all of this started to happen, um, Absco was watching everything happen from the uh, signifier's brain exploding and them crumpling to uh, the armager backing out. And then with this like onslaught onto uh, Brawblade, uh, Absco's skin starts shimmering as they kind of fade into the background and they're going to do a trick attack on the commander after moving out from the cover. So let's see here, the skill, um, stealth. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so that's a 17, it does not work. No, wow. Absco, the, the stress of battle, like as yeah. you uh, you just watched Brawblade get destroyed. Yep. And so. that moment of joy in watching Eos crush someone's mind and realizing, ha, we've got them, and then seeing Brawblade get destroyed, you're like, or not. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh so they're just gonna roll a normal attack. Uh 23. A 23 does hit the uh the Hell, Hell Knight commander here. Just <laughs> barely. 410. Doing 10 damage, you hit a pretty solid hit, and you see him take the hit on his armor and leave a scorch mark, but he doesn't really react as though it did all that much. Okay. And that is the end of Absco's turn. You killed my master! Mm-hmm. And? 
And <laughs> 20, oh, 25. Actually, no. Okay. You know what? In all honesty, in all honesty, we got to be fair. Uh, Angus is the more immediate threat. Is it? Let's not dogpile on the Velaka. He is. He is. I mean, the Velaka just crushed his mind, but you you kicked the rock, and that's actually what he's focused on. And and I okay. think in the heat of battle, he's thinking the rock is what killed his master because nice. technically they happened about simultaneously. So he thinks the rock killed his master. The commander <laughs> knows that the, the mystic killed uh, mm -hmm. the Solari or, or the, the other mystic. So I just need to know real quick. I need to look at one thing on the armature. Um, does that have reach? It does not. Okay, good. Go ahead and step up five foot step and going to attack you with his tactical cryo pike, which does hit doing 14 cold damage. And then at a minus four or minus five, he's going to try to take a second attack at you uh, as he just starts fighting with a furious flurry. Uh, the second one also hits you with a 25, doing 12 more cold damage to you. You're able to absorb these attacks without taking real damage, but he's mm -hmm. wearing you down. So uh, with just this furious flurry of attacks. I do have a question then. So does that mean yes. that if we decide to do a full round attack, it's the first one? You get a second attack at minus five. Okay. Okay. That's fine. If you take it in place of your move action. Okay. I, I did look into it because I was wondering about iteratives and I'm mm -hmm. so used to Pathfinder. There are no iteratives in Starfinder. You, it is, it's like Pathfinder 2. You get a choice to take a second attack at a negative. Okay, so he was able to do a five-foot step and two attacks, so I can move and do two attacks. You can do a five-foot step. A five-foot step is a free action that okay. leaves open your move action, but you cannot use your move or, or any action for movement after you take a five-foot step. Got it. Okay, cool. So taking a five-foot step leaves open your move action, but you can't take any more movement on the map. Got it. Okay. All right. And so we come back to the top. Mordax, Silverblade has just gone down. All right. Um, wow. fever feverishly looking up the repair uh, rules, which I haven't had to look up yet. Okay. <laughs> Mordax, if anybody was paying attention to Mordax during any of those rounds, which probably nobody was, but, you know, Eos's crazy fire, just Mordax would have just looked over like, holy terrifying. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> And then just face whipping back to the scene of Silverblade getting smashed. And I think that Mordax is probably just like tears streaming down her face, running up to the pile of rubble and just shooting wildly at the Hellite commander. So so basically Silverblade got distracted by Eos's fire for just a split second, and then Silverblade got wrecked. Question. Before yes. I did that, thank you very much. <laughs> Bra is still in there, right? Yeah. We'll Bra is draw. still in there. Bra is still in there. Okay. All right, so a shot and a missed. <laughs> and that that's all that's all Mordax can do. Mordax took a shot, missed with 15, yeah, wild shot, and it, it was indeed wild as it just bounced off the rubble. The commander didn't even seem to notice the laser fire go off near him. Uh, signifier is dead. Angus. All right. So photon attunement, attunement level three. Okay. 
Big bada boom? I no. I'm going to <laughs> do uh, two full attacks against this armager in front of me. Okay. Uh, so you get one attack and then another one at minus five. Wow. Uh, <laughs> too terrible, right? Yeah, a 15 and an 11. Um, Goodness. Yeah, you make a, a full attack at this uh, apprentice in front of you, but the flurry of their onslaught has you off balance. Wow. Uh, all you can do to defend yourself against them. Uh, they seem to have had... They're fighting with a renewed fury like you would not believe. Eos. Oh, sorry, Angus, I, I believe you do have... Oh, no, you don't... Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to do? Well, I uh, still have movement reaction, with that, right? Action? Mm -hmm. You have a... You can take a five-foot step. I am going to do so to move this way. Okay, so you step a little closer to the rubble away from the, the armature, so you're, yeah, you're heading between south. a couple pieces of the rubble. Okay. Uh, Eos. Okay. So... Knowing that commander guy is kind of making eyes at her, she's going to, hmm, trying to think what the smartest move here is. You know what? Okay. She's going to move closer to Mordax just because, you know, she sees her little Yusoki friend all kinds of upset for obvious reasons. Reasons. I think when you get close to me, Mordax flinches. Oh, oh. oh God. Oh, okay. Well, that's going to make the next move interesting because I'm going to mind thrust the commander. Do it. Take that, you motherfucker. He succeeded on oh. his will save. God damn it. 21. So he will take half, but your mind thrust does a fair amount of damage as it is. Uh, so that would be 18. He ends up taking nine. Uh, you know that you have reached in and you try to crush his mind, but his mind is a lot stronger than you imagined. And you barely, you, you don't even get him to flinch. Yeah. Ah, uh, Armager 2 back here, the, uh, the commander's apprentice. Well, they're going to use their, uh, let's see. Okay, they've killed that. That's dead. Oh, I know what they're doing. All right, they move around out the door and then around kind of uh, behind this this chunk of rubble, getting a nice, to the east, getting a nice line of sight on uh, Angus here. Mm -hmm. And they're going to take a shot with their rifle. You get hit with a sonic rifle. Ouch. Which deals 14 damage to you. Ooh, uh, again, you're able to absorb it, but you're you're almost taking real damage. Like you barely managed to just kind of get out of the way of that, and you feel your reserves starting to dwindle. Yeah. Uh, the commander over here, the commander, is going to begin stepping toward Eos, and he's going to get just past Silverblade, and he's going to stop and look down, and Silverblade's hand is wrapped around his ankle, <laughs> and so he's going to spend the turn disentangling himself from Brawblade. Nice. Absco, as he just kicks Brawblade's hand away, uh, but he has to spend the rest of his turn doing that. Absco's going to uh, stand in place and attempt to trick attack the commander again, um, trying to refocus themselves in, in doing this. So hopefully this works. Does a 40 beat yes. 20 plus their CR? <laughs> does a 40 beat 20 plus a Hell Knight Commander CR? Yes, it does. Oh, good. 
Oh, good. I was hoping it was. He is distracted by Brawlblade and has lost track of you, it seems. All right. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to do a hampering shot. Uh, so okay. if it succeeds, um, we'll discuss what the consequences are. Okay. So let's do that. Boop, boop, boop. And that. And that 20. <gasps> nice. <laughs> nice. Hey, natural 20. You get the critical effect of your weapon. Which is 1d4 burn. So let me just drag that onto them. Boop. Okay. Bam. Okay. So they take double damage, being 19. Plus, they have 1d4 burn uh, as they catch fire. And this was a hampering shot, you said. It was. Uh, so for the debilitating trick, I reduce the target's speed by half and prevent it from using a guarded step into action until the beginning of my next turn. Ooh. Okay, so it cannot five-foot step for the uh, until... You said the beginning of your next turn? Yes. Okay. Cannot five-foot step until the beginning of your next turn. And he uh, is on fire. <laughs> and uh, so so you shoot him. You shoot him in the ankle. Yep. And fire begins <laughs> wreathing up. You can tell fire is wreathing up, like, through the plates in his armor and catching nice. the materials underneath. Uh, extinguisher systems are trying to work, but... Uh, they, they don't seem to be catching your, your fire fast enough because you managed to catch just the right spot nice. while he was distracted. Okay, Armager 2, you killed my master. He's going to step up and he is going to continue his assault on Angus. Honestly, I did not. I was going to, but I didn't. <laughs> they are not listening as the 25 <sighs> hits your uh, AC and the tactical cryopike finally breaks through your defense and you take a nasty cut that like Ooh. forms frostbite right around it and then at another minus five they're going to take a second attack at you a 19 oh. misses oh, and goodness. so in their their rage as you take that hit uh their rage seems to be just non-stop you managed to dodge the second one but you've taken a nasty cut that has left a nice cold bit of frostbite on you and yeah. as we reach the top of the round again i believe that may be all the time we have for today oh my god <laughs> <laughs> And so, for experience points, I'm your host and GM, Miyu. You can find me on Twitch and Twitter at MiyuPlaysGames. I'm Kelric. You can find me on Twitter at Cormelon and at EQPoints. I'm Brit, and I'm okay. <laughs> That's true. No, it's not. Um, I don't even... I, I'm Atomic Fire, at Atomic Firebird on, on the internets. Oh. <laughs> My job here is done. <laughs> if you weren't going to kill George, you're going to kill something. Uh, I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at Punderdrone. And check us out on our Twitch channel at Experience Points. I'm Steph, and you can find me on Twitter at Luna Starwind. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 We'd like to thank you for listening to Experience Point Starfinder. If you're looking for more Starfinder in your life, we recommend checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. They are a fun bunch of adventurers who screw up in a very different way from the adventure hookers. I've been a fan for a while. Please check them out.
If you like what we create, then you might want to check out the other two podcasts on our network. Catch Kelrick and Kenny on Humanera every other Friday. Kelrick is stepping into the GM seat for this adventure utilizing Numenera, a system by Monty Cook Games. This homebrewed campaign is set in a distant future built on the bones of previous civilizations. Our three explorers are following the commands of the Order of Truth to help people gather information and retrieve magical or scientific items. What could possibly go wrong? We would like to thank everyone who tuned in on Monday to our session zero of pun times. We had a great time setting up our characters for the inaugural game of Slasher from Higher Grounds Games. Don't worry if you weren't able to join us live, you can watch session zero on demand on the Experience Points Twitch channel. When we finish the campaign, it will be released as a podcast. Stay up to date on all three Experience Points Network podcasts at EQ Points on Twitter and on experiencepoints.com. Pardon our dust as Kenny continues updating the website. It already looks better and better with each day. Until next time, Adventure Hookers. Hi, I'm Kirsten. And I'm Stephanie. And we host a weekly podcast called More Please a sisterly romp of interesting delights. Do you like millennials? Do you like one-sided feuds? Have you ever pondered, who is the best golden girl? Well, then this very well may be the show for you. New episodes drop every Monday, so don't miss out. Find us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts by searching More Please, spelled M-O-H-R. And you can also check us out on our website, morepleasepodcast.com, for more information. See you next time for more, please. More, please.